Welcome, everyone, to a very special edition of Dining on a Dime. We are live from Pinocchio's 131 East Baltimore Avenue in Media, Pennsylvania. Pinocchio's has been around for since 1955 um, with John Colt, Jim Hassan, Amherst Pollock, and here is our special guest, uh, Peter DeFeo, who is the birthday boy, and Dan McKenna, who is the manager of Pinocchio's. Jim Hassan's going to let you in on a, uh, on some more info about Pinocchio's. Jim Hassan, you live in the area. So, yeah, I, I, I've said many times on the show that I'm a Delco guy. Um, a lot of pizza places in Delco, like iconic ones, Pika's, and, and I, I put Pinocchio's up there with, with all the, the iconic places. As a kid, we didn't come here all the time, but when we came here, it was like a treat. So, um, very good place. And, it, and, the, and it's not just the pizza. Everything, anything you get here is going to be good. And also, it, it, I mean, I don't know if this is the complete truth, but I remember this as being one of the first places that where you could get craft beer. And uh, and right now, uh, they, he said they got a lot on tap and a lot of uh, bottles in the beer garden, and it's just a great place to come for pizza and beer. That's fantastic. All right, our special guest, Dan McKenna, the manager of Pinocchio's. Dan, talk about Pinocchio's. Pinocchio's is uh, it's a third-generation family-operated restaurant. It was first opened in 1955, and in 1965, Tom and Athena Velikas purchased it, and it's been in the Velikas family ever since. Uh, Tom and Athena retired in the late 70s, and Ted uh, took over, although he was involved in the place from the time he was a teenager. He was, I think he was at the actual table where they... Did, did the, the purchase deal when his, when his mother and father bought the place so he was involved from day one I mean he was telling me the other night he was 12 years old when they uh, when they signed the deal and his father said yeah you're coming to this meeting with us so he, he, was, he was involved in every minute of the operation but in the late 70s Tom and Athena retired Ted took over um, and expanded the place it was just a small small shop up front and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and he expanded and added this dining room that we're sit- seated in now. We had uh, uh, Jiminy's ice cream parlor over where our beer garden is right now. And it just evolved and got bigger and bigger over the years. It's, it's, it's a, a family-style restaurant, real kid-friendly. We give out free dough to the kids when they come in. I came here when I was a little kid. It was always an exciting thing to go to Pinocchio's. All the kids get dough balls to play with. and. You know, the, it's not a place where you have to be real quiet and reserved. It's a very family-friendly place. And very extensive menu. Pizzas, cheesecakes, hoagies, sandwiches, pastas, seafood. It just goes on and on and on. That, that's fantastic. John, we were just at uh, McGillan's. Uh, talk about, this is another spot, 1955. I mean... <laughs> I think this is the kind of place that the show that typifies the show. Yeah. Um, we stay out of corporate places. We stay out of, for the most part, you know, suit and tie places. Uh, we joked around about, you know, we did a show where you actually had to wear a real shirt and long pants. Um, this is, I think, you can tell it's a real neighborhood spot. Everybody's instantly comfortable. Um, this is exactly why we created the show, to kind of get the word out there. That you know, and, and you know, we, we we kick around corporate food a lot, I guess, and they do employ a lot of people, and they try to sort of do a good job. 
But I can't stress enough, and I do it every week, and I'll keep doing it until these guys tell me, oh, please stop doing it because we've got so much money we can't get it into the bank. Um, <clears throat> these are the kind of places you should go in your neighborhood. They're employing the kids in your neighborhood. They're employing the people in your neighborhood. Uh, they're fathers, grandfathers, grandparents, grandkids. They all come here. And generation after generation. Yeah, this is exactly what you want to have. It's a sense of community. And it's the kind of thing where, you know what, if I spend 50 bucks in a place like this, I feel a million times better than if I spend 50 bucks at Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, garden, in-house. That's on every street corner. And it's just like, uh, really? And I think you make a great point. You know, your grandfather probably ate at Pinocchio's. Well, sure, and we have people coming in now that they came here when they were kids. Now they're bringing their children in, and it just keeps going and going. Um, just, just like uh, the ownership, you know, e- each generation that takes over expands it in some way. Tim and Athena, since they've taken over, Ted has since retired. Now his his son Tim and Athena, his son and daughter Athena, they now run the operation. Tim was... Uh, as, as was mentioned, he, he was the introduction of craft beer to the whole craft beer scene in Delaware County when he opened up the beer garden 12 years ago. How about that? And we carry over a, a thousand bottles of different uh, cans and bottles. We keep 25 rolling taps going. So people can come in, you can sit down, you can have a good beer, you can have a good wine, you can have a pizza, you can have dinner. You know, we, we cover it all, you know, kid, kids' meals to adults. You can, you can really come in and sit and relax and have good quality food and a nice, friendly, happy atmosphere. And the variety is just incredible. You know, our, our beer garden, our, our, our variety is unmatched in the area. That's fantastic. Uh, food photojournalist, Amaris Pollock. Um, well, you're saying that there's a beer garden and that you have uh, numerous or pl- plethora of uh, beers on tap that are constantly changing. Um, I see there that there's a beer flight. Now, um, what is something else that you would have on special? Well, every, every month we run specials. We, we have a special menu where we'll do a pizza of the month, a salad of the month, a burger. But in addition to the 810 salads that we already have on the menu, we'll run an additional salad that runs just for that month. Um, a special pizza, even though we have a large variety of different gourmet pizzas, we'll come up with one special pizza that's not normally on the menu and run that for the month. So we run monthly specials for dinner. Um, the beer list, that that's... That's constantly changing. We're a big supporter of local breweries, but not only that, we have access to some of the top brewers in, in the country, you know, Russian River and so forth. And the, the hard to get beers, we, we, we sell so much beer that we get a little special treatment from the dealers. Our, our, we get beers that a lot of other places don't don't get access to. And I'm spoiled with beer. I get, you know, I, I get to drink some of the best beers available in the country that most people never even get an opportunity to see. So what would your, like, what beer would you go after, primarily like an IPA or? Well, it it depends upon your taste. I'm a big fan of IPAs, but I also like stouts. I like sours, you know, but again, like I said, I'm spoiled. I have access to a whole lot of beers, so some of the beers, there's, there's a time to acquire a taste for them. Not everybody wants a sour beer. But when you've, when you've had enough of them, you start acquiring a taste of them, and you start knowing the difference between a good sour and not such a good sour. You know, I'm an IPA man myself on the most part. 
I like IPAs. We always have a great variety of IPAs. Um, but I, I, I like them all. There aren't too many beers that, that, that I don't like. <laughs> now, are you doing any um, Super Bowl specials? We'll, we'll sell a lot of wings. We'll sell a lot of beer. We're, we're, we're so busy. Um, I, I don't want to... You know, sound like we don't want more business. We always want more business, but we're a very, very, very busy house, and I'm sure on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, the the amount of wings and pizzas and cheesesteaks and hoagie trays will will just be almost overwhelmed with the amount of work. You know, I'll, I'll have. Eight guys just working on the grill line, cooking wings. That's fantastic. Just put them over there. And as you guys can hear, we're live at Pinocchio's, 131 East Baltimore Avenue in Media, Pennsylvania. They've been around since 1955, and which is incredible. Same family, correct? Same family. And we're with Dan McKenna, the manager, John Cole. Well, a great point here is Dan said they're busy. It's a busy house, right? Which is another common factor in a lot of the places we go to. Um... And as I've always told these people, whatever you need, our listeners, call ahead. Yeah. Please, Absolutely. while they're happy to take your business and happy to see you come in, when you roll in here at 3 o'clock Sunday on the Super Bowl and you've got a list of stuff they need, uh, you know what I mean? You could call. You could have called them on Tuesday. Good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't but care we'll if they still do it. Oh, no, I'm not saying they're still doing it. I'm just saying that when you, when you're, when you're, when you visit neighborhood places... Keep in mind that they don't hire 150 people in three offices in five different cities. It's the people who work in that restaurant. So if you know you're having a Super Bowl party on Sunday, rolling in on Sunday, you know, you, you could have called them on Wednesday and said, hey, I need, you know, 60 wings, I need 12 cheesesteaks, and this way your experience will be a lot smoother. Absolutely. I've been, you know, everyone complains about... Um, Termini Brothers and the Canolas on what is it, is it New Year's Day? I'm trying to think of the day. They got to wait. The day before Christmas. People are waiting two or three hours. Well, that's because you didn't call ahead. The people who called ahead rolled in, said hello, had a cup of coffee, got their picture in their order, and left. And that's kind of the way it would be in a place like this. Places loud, kinetic, fast moving, very busy. Uh, I don't even know how they managed to. If I worked in a place that had this many beers, there'd be no food. Made. Yeah, I mean that's great. <laughs> the amount of this beers is, is nuts. This is like a beer hall that has decent pizza. I don't know. Yeah. That the is service, the service is fantastic. Oh yeah. A very very large crew. On a Friday night, I'll have fourteen delivery drivers on the road. Wow, that's a lot. Eight pizza makers, eight grill guys, nine waitresses, fourteen delivery. It's, it's a very serious large scale operation. From being a mom and we're not we're not your typical mom and pop chef. <laughs> being here for over sixty five years, we've yeah. we've learned how to do it. We've learned how to do it. That's right. what I was gonna say. You've learned how to do it right. It's I mean, not we have, just we have many people that have been here for twenty five years, thirty years. That's what I want to know. I, that's I another common thing when we, we go to crew these places. Coming in at three o'clock in the morning, the place barely shuts down. How about that? There's a prep crew coming in at three o'clock in the morning, making dough, making sauce, getting all the prep done. And, then there's a lunch crew, a dinner crew, so it's, it's going, although we're only open from 10 in the morning till 1 a.m., Monday through Thursday, and until 1.30 on Friday and Saturday, there's probably That's only... like bankers' hours! There's like two or three hours a day that the place is actually shut down. Any help? Other than that, it, I know, it's, we've had this problem before. Jim Hassan's been hired at like 19 places. He's a chef. Uh-huh. You have like a 15-minute period where you need to come in because you can probably free up the schedule. That's true. 
Peter DeFeo, happy birthday. Uh, we're here for Peter DeFeo's birthday. Uh, talk about Pinocchio's, Peter. Oh, they put a room on the side, an outside room. Mm -hmm. And how large is that? When was that room put in? We put that in three years ago, the outside deck. Yeah, it's a great addition, and they needed it because of all the people here. They also have a room upstairs. A fantastic hall room. How many people uh, can you handle? We can see up to 40 people upstairs out on the deck, right around 35, 40 people, um, in addition to the inside seating. Now, the outside deck, we close that up. It's enclosed and heated in the winter. And then the summertime, the walls come down, so it's open seating outside. And people can bring their dog if they're friendly. And so oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It was a great addition. Great addition. And I think Absolutely. it really helped keep things going here. That's fantastic, and we're celebrating Peter's birthday. Talk about people that can call you and host a birthday here. We're special sure you do that. We're special occasion. We, we, we do lots, lots and lots of birthday parties. You, know, say, you seem cut out for that. The way there's like yeah. different yeah, rooms. The upstairs, in the, way. the upstairs room that that's used mostly for that. I mean, we had a manager's meeting today. I think we have. Ooh, maybe eight different parties going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday just this weekend. Birthday parties, and business meetings, and you know when the when the, the 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 draft, the football drafts come out, they book it to come in and do the football draft parties. There's there's numerous numerous reasons, but that the party rooms used probably three to five nights out of the week. Wow, that's fantastic. That's fantastic, Jim Hassan. Talk about working at a place such as Pinocchio's. With the volume, how that's pretty difficult. I, I mean, guess. as a chef, you want the volume. I, I've worked at places where you're not that busy, and you, you sit there like twiddling your thumbs all day. Yeah, it's hard. I, that's I, real hard. I, I mean, it's, these guys are busy. Like, there's slow times in restaurants, but I, I've never seen just from the outside a slow time at Pinocchio's. Wow. Uh, I mean, <laughs> my, my saying is, you know, when we're busy when we're slow. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're slow as, as anyone else is busy, I would imagine. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Uh, um, you, you think it's easy, but like there's a lot of things on the menu, a lot of you know, a lot of, a lot of different things. But uh, they make it look easy here. I tell you that much. But, that is like I said, the, the menu. Come here for the pizza, but I, everything I've had here aside from pizza is also very good. How about I'm supposed that? to cheesesteak guy is in here? What? <laughs> I am. He, he's a wall. <laughs> we we work with the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Adventure, and right. he's been on the Inquirer. Well, I wouldn't call that work. The hell out of eating the uh, another thing I want to touch on is John made, uh, brought up an excellent point. You're employing people from the neighborhood. Uh, you're employing people. You're you're giving back to the community. Well, they're an institution now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We're an institution. We're one of the the, the, the last in, in media. You know, there, there, there were quite a few. There was the, the townhouse that just shut down a yeah. few years ago. They've been here forever. There was the Plumstead. It used to be the Little Indy. They, they've all gone away. The Concord Building. The Lobster Pie. I've, I've been involved since uh, the early 80s. Ted, Ted and I, who is Jim and Athena's father, he's now retired, right. uh, we became very close friends. I was a chef at a restaurant up on State Street for a lot of years, and, um, and Ted and I were, 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 were like brothers from another oh, that, and that, and that wasn't busy enough for you? <laughs> I, I, when, when I was in the other restaurant, if I didn't have things, I had a catering company, if I didn't have things going on the weekend, I'd come down here and make pizzas on Friday nights. Yeah. It's fun. Pizza's yeah. a food. It's a fun food to work. And, and I'm not just, that I'm not I, that great at math, but you've been here forty years, right? Around. I've been involved with the play. Yeah, I guess yeah. That, I guess that's what the math is. But look at shock on his face. 
vacation. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got five and a half years of vacation time right. coming. And, and John makes a great point. This is an institution. I mean, he's been here 65 years. We see these things a lot at the places we go to, right? They become part of the neighborhood. I don't care if it's in Philly. I don't care if it's in South Jersey. I don't care if it's not Atlantic City. We see how these places sort of... No pun intended. Become like the DNA of the town. You know what I mean. You try to stand out. Yeah. You know, when, there, when there's a big snowstorm and everybody loses power, we have generators. We're yeah. the place that's open. People are dragging their kids on sleds to come in and eat, and then nobody can cook at home because they have no electricity. But they know Bonocchio's is going to be there. And there's not too many places to stay until one thirty in the morning. No. It's also another thing about this place because you know we're, we're kind of off the beaten path in media here. Um, really? There's State Road. Well, there's State Road, um, which is where all the trendy, pl- all the restaurants are. I, I, I like coming to Pinocchio's, and I like the Court Diner, which is across the street. Yeah. Which is like, I don't like to go on State Road with all the new places and all the. Uh, this, you know, I'm like an old school guy. I like to stay with the, with the, the pizza and the. Yeah, I'll address something that I had one of our listeners get at me in Twitter this week. He said, "You guys always hammer us for going to these places, these corporate places." We all can't cook like Jim. I mean, Jim right. is an actual chef. Yeah. Myself, right. you don't need to cook like you're on a food truck or you're a chef or you're in a competition. My point is, you can make better choices. It's the choice isn't, you know, corporate chain place where you eat at home. There's a huge selection of places. Um, and a perfect example: powers out, and everybody comes here, right? They, people remember that. Yeah. That becomes sort of a thing. Like, who was there for you? And we've talked about this before. A place that started as a mom and pop place and now is a billion dollar company is Wawa. Okay. And you know how they built that reputation? Power goes out, snow goes out, it's a school day. You know who's still open? You know who still had bread and milk? Long after the Acme closed, it was Wawa. Now you fast forward, you know, 40, 50 years later, a billion dollar company. There's yeah. one in every corner. Um, Dan, they brought up a really good point. How many people are here making pizzas on a Friday night? Eight, ten, twelve pizzas. They didn't start like that on day one. Right. How much food moves out of here in a day? Seriously, it's, it's like cruise ship numbers. How much food is coming out of here in a day? And yeah, and to be honest, I think the one thing physically, this isn't that big a building. You know what I mean? This isn't like in the city, five floors. You know what I mean? They're doing a lot in your neighborhood place, like a lot more than maybe people realize. Yes, absolutely. This is more than just a pizza shop and a uh, bear garden. On the walls, you have all these carvings of Pinocchio. All the Pinocchio theme and what have you. You hear that child in the background? This is a children's place that grown-ups also enjoy. So you're saying kids get their beer here? (laughs) No, 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 we're not. No, No, you're saying that. Hey, that's, that's actually a, an interesting point. What is the story behind that? Is, that, uh, is there a story? There, there, there was, uh, one gentleman did all the original carvings that we had, and I believe that the last few that we got in are his son took over where How he How about that? Off. That's pretty cool. That's a cool story. I believe the original guy was named Pinocchio. <laughs> the guy that carved it? Oh, after he had the split with statue. The original guy that had it. 
Oh, I don't know. We should start that rumor. <laughs> we should start that rumor. Okay. All right. And he sold it, and he and he bought the media in. That's fantastic. And uh, Dan McKenna is the manager. We're live at Pinocchio's, as you guys can hear. No, no, no! All the children are being quiet and well behaved. They're not making any. But I'm saying, but you can you can get the real feel of the restaurant. Purpose of these shows is to give people the real feel. We want to hear that. It's our our show from Steak Thirty Eight. We had a lot of listeners writing in saying that they felt like we they were there. We want people to hear. The last thing we want is to do a show where it sounds like you know a library, and then they get over here and they're like. You know, it's loud, it's vibrant. Like I said, there's a lot of energy in here. Exactly. And that's kind of what you want. I, I mean, I don't, I'm only speaking for myself. I really don't like to take my lunch at the library. Sure. You know what I mean? Or the bank. You know, you want to go somewhere where there's family and fun. And, you know, like you had pointed out, you know, there's probably people here now with their kids that had their first beer here. Um, you know, you know, you know, like grandpa took them out to a ball game and they came here for pizza. Now they're doing it with their kids. That stuff is just... There's almost no kind of price you can put on that in terms of value. And I was telling Dan, these are our highest rated shows because people love to learn more about the restaurant they eat at. No, you that's me primarily. <laughs> but we get a lot of emails from listeners from shows like this because people enjoy learning more about a place they go for pizza. Because all, most people just go for pizza and don't think about it. Don't know. You know well, what I mean? too, but when we're in the studio, I think we try to do a good job of communicating all this stuff. But the studio is a fairly... I mean, you know, that's the studio's great. But the studio is like a very sort of sedate environment. Yes. Um, the, the restaurant industry, the food world, you know, it's live. You know, it's, it's, it's artistic. It changes. It's never the same day twice, no matter what anyone tells you. Um, and it's kind of hard to communicate that to the uh, to, to a listener when they're kind of you know we're basically in a booth, right? You know what I mean? That's why we started coming out here. I want to do that, you know. And when the server comes by and says, "Hey, do you need another beer? Do you need another water?" That that kind of it allows the listener to connect to this place in a way that by just saying, hey, go to Pinocchio's Media, it's great. Right. You know, it, and people feel like they're with us in the restaurant. Yes. I want to, before you go, because I know you're busy, I want to talk about the specials. <laughs> I want to talk about the specials. I'm looking at all you can eat. I'm looking at all this. What is What well, kind of specials do you have? All you can eat. We have the pizza and soda, all you can eat special. Nice. Uh, Seven ninety nine. That's seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. Dan, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're telling me if I come here and give you seven ninety nine, all you can eat pizza. All you can eat pizza. One thirty one. It will keep feeding. One thirty one East Baltimore Avenue. This is this is my dream come true. Same with pasta. Through. Same with spaghetti. Same thing with pasta, and that's seven days a week. That's seven days a week. See, that's a special people need Would to you learn. This guy might have made a mistake. <laughs> But that's a special people need to know about. I had no idea. What other specials do you have? As I said, we run the monthly specials. We run, we'll run a special pizza of the month. We'll run a special burger or sandwich of the month and a special salad of the month. Those three specials every month. Change. Well, speaking of specials, Valentine's Day is coming up, and that's next month. So do you have a Valentine's special that you're running? Well, I know this month coming up, we're, we're running um, a, a, a pizza that's done with green chili peppers and, and bacon. It's a real nice white pizza. Nice. We're also Ooh. doing uh, uh, 
a fresh made pastrami uh, Reuben special. Ooh. I happen to have made the pastrami <laughs> in my shop, so we're running nice. my pastrami this month. Um, and, and that's going to be you know, fresh pastrami uh, on, on a seeded rye with Russian and Swiss cheese. Nice. And the salad, I need to look and see what the f- special salad is. Right. right. That's but fantastic. That starts on Saturday. I'm not sure what, what the salad is. All right, for so Valentine's Day itself, there's not an actual special that we'll be running for Valentine's Day, but we do make heart-shaped pieces. Right? A lot of people oh, request heart-shaped pieces. That's actually good. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's actually we do good. that. A, a sweet heart pizza for your uh, for your loved one. That's right. <laughs> if you really loved me, you wouldn't be trying to eat anyway. Pizza. <laughs> you would order your own and sit there quietly and eat pizza. Let's be clear. Peter the fail after. They like sending a heart-shaped pizza. <laughs> I took a tour of place just now, right. and I counted 27 children, wow. ages 1 to 6. Wow. And I counted uh, 64 grown-ups. How about that? And the place is empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great place to take kids, because those uh, hand sculpt, uh, hand, those are alone are very entertaining. Yeah, those are very... television. These are classic Pinocchio. Um, yeah, scenes. Yeah, exactly. Classic scenes from Pinocchio. I, 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 I'm just still blown away by the seven ninety nine all you can eat pizza. People think of nothing else. Right. Apparently, the police will be here later escorting them out. <laughs> So speaking of the fact that you have specials like that, I do. I did see that you have a fiesta night, which is today. Which is tonight. That's correct. Um, and which is un- you know not not something I would normally see in an Italian restaurant or a pizzeria. You know, so I, I'm kind of excited about that. So ta- do you want to talk a little bit about that? I can. But one one thing I'd like to point out, which a lot of people don't realize, that. Back in the 60s, we were the first place in the area to serve tacos. And people used to come in and say, what's a taco? And they yeah. what tacos were. So we, we were the first in the area to, to, to serve So you were the first, what, were you the first Taco Tuesday or just tacos? We were the first well, place to Thursday, sell tacos. How about that? Back in that? the 60s, most people didn't even know what tacos were. John, that's pretty fast. They didn't fast. even know how to pronounce it. They'd say tacos. How about that? That's a great... I think a great way to sum this place up they're redefining what pizzeria is. Calling this place pizzeria is sort of selling, I don't want to say selling it short, but it's not telling you the whole story. You know what I mean? It's like, it's we, almost we like saying the Bible is a much, book. Much more than pizza. Yes. Pizza is our staple product. That's what we, we build it on, and we've expanded out in many ways. But it's, it's a very important part of our business. We pride ourselves in everything that we make. The, the, the pizza is is our uh, flagship product. I was going to say that sounds like that's probably the like the foundation you build on, and then everything. Absolutely, absolutely, and the, a large, large variety of pizzas. Is there anything on the menu that we might be surprised that you have? You might be surprised by the uh, white garlic shrimp pizza. Nice. Oh, that's wow, that very good. Yeah. Uh, it's a white pizza where we take capicola ham and tomatoes and shrimp and fresh garlic and oregano and saute that and deglaze the pan with white wine and then top the pizza with that. Uh, there's you know, barbecue chicken pizzas, there's uh, our, 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 our Greek goddess pizza with kalamata olives and feta cheese and fresh garlic and tomatoes and oregano and I can go on and on and well, on. Well, let me ask you real quick, and I, we ask this to every guest we have. 
somebody comes in, they're going to get a pizza. What do you think should be? Like I said, what's your number one? What's your fastball? What would yeah. be? You know, what would be? Pepperoni pizza is probably the top seller. Nice. Doesn't matter what. Yeah, it's, nice. it's a classic old. Yeah, I'll take a jumbo pizza, half pepperoni, pepperoni and, pizza. And from a classic place, you've been here since 1955. That is the staple. That's pretty cool. That in 2020, the pepperoni. If you're doing good pizzas, use all good products. Any good food. Product. Yeah, no, you're absolutely use right. Use good products, and, and we do our our dough is we make dough every day. It's fresh dough made every day. The same recipe for the last 65 years. We, we don't skimp on products. We we buy good, high quality. That's pretty cool. Now, Jim Hassan, that's got to be impressive. They're using the same ingredients and recipe since 1955. But impressive and not surprising to me because it's, the food's good and it makes sense. And if it's not broke, why would you fix it? Right. Well, a, a lot of the recipes, you know, the the, the marinara sauce that, that we use on the pasta. The pizza sauce, the dough recipe that uh, we're famous for our, our house dressing. These were all the, the Ted's father, Tom. These are, he was a chef uh, before he opened this, and we're still working with his classic recipes 60-some years later. So that's pretty impressive. Well, the thing that impresses me here is you've got a place, sometimes when places, and I don't even mean this is enough, sometimes when places are there that long, uh, the menu never changes. Here you've got classic pepperoni pizza, which 50 years ago flew out the door. Everybody loves Everybody yeah. loves it today. But then you move to some of the stuff that he was talking about. I'm pretty sure 50 years ago, nobody was having a barbecue chicken pizza. Um, I'm pretty sure 50 years ago, people weren't doing... You know, garlic, white yeah, they, wine. They didn't think of you know what I mean? That was just you know, fifty years ago it was pepperoni, extra cheese. You know, you know, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. You have to right. pay attention to what's happening in the market. There are fads that come and go, yeah. and in the food industry, it's so important that you pay attention to what's going on. You know, there's, there's certain times of the year that the right foods. You know, people people aren't drinking red wines in the middle of summer on the most part. They want a cold chardonnay, a pinot grigio. In the winter, they're drinking the big reds. There are all these little things you got to pay attention to when you're marketing. It's one of the things we attribute to food trucks. They're constantly changing. Like every couple of weeks, their menu has to change. And I'm not saying it's easy. I come from the food truck background, so I know it's not easy. But to do it on this scale, you know what I mean? It's not. Again, although we, 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 we do grow and expand in many ways, there are certain things about the menu that do not change and never will like change. Like the sauce, because the dough. They are, they are the staple products there. So, although I don't know that menu changing is accurate, but menu expanding right. out, it, it would be yeah, Seasonality is really important. Like you said, knowing that, you know what, this is not the season where we're going to move a ton of stouts. You know, yeah, the, the, it's August, it's 90 degrees every day. You run a strump always special that has turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, so you go. You go with the season. Exactly. Absolutely. But you keep all the good staples. But you keep, well, like I said, there's probably people here, they've never, maybe they've never tried anything other than the spaghetti yeah. meatballs because that's, you know, and I know on my own, yep. my own self that's the way I am. Um, you know, in the business, you try everything. In my actual life, I'll go to the deli and get the same sandwich. Like, you, you know, their other sandwiches are great. But you just, you find what you like and you go in there. And I can easily see, I've seen pasta dishes going out while we're walking around. Yeah. Here, and you I see people are, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're all super excited and they can't wait for their meal. Little stuff like this. And I'm certainly not saying that that's not the case at all the restaurants or whatever. But this place very, very much um, illustrates what we do. Yeah. 
with Absolutely. trying to tell people, look, we're trying to, not only we're trying to spotlight neighborhood joints, we're trying to expand people's definition of a neighborhood place. Yeah. You know, your neighborhood place isn't, you know, the same old people doing the same old stuff. Yeah. And look at all the history. They opened in 1955, the same family. Think about all the history. Nixon, the whole deal. You guys were here. I just think that's We pride ourselves in being a big part of the community. Yes, yes. The community is very important to us, and we try to be very important to the Like unofficial town hall. Yeah. But it's the truth, though, because you go to a lot of places. I've traveled across the country. Yeah, sure, there's municipal buildings and township buildings and church. Where do people always wind up meeting? It's a coffee shop, yeah. the hot dog place, in this case it's a pizza, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is where you find out, you know, oh, you know, my mother knew your mother, I went to school with your aunt. Yeah. And that's sort of, that's how you can get away with being relaxed, being, you know, yeah, I'd be excited too if I were But uh, Dan's going to have to get back to work. I do. Uh, anybody else have a question for Dan? Walked in the tour right, well, this place here. just got packed. Uh, anybody have a final question for Dan? Nope. No, I, mean, I think we guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure talking with you, and we really appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Dan. Have a great day. One more. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. thought. Um, do you want? Do you want to plug your website for? Yeah. Do you want to? Oh, yeah, if you're on Instagram or anything like that, uh, pinpizza.com. Pinpizza.com. You can order offline. You know, the full menu is online. You can order directly, pay online. That's fantastic. We're up to date with the technology, too. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're involved in all the pin pizza. Pin pizza all over social media. Pin pizza on Instagram, pin pizza, and pin beer. Facebook and Instagram as well. Thank you so much, Dan, and we'll be talking to you. Thank, Thank you. you, Dan. And uh, this place, we're at Pinocchio's 131 East Baltimore Avenue. Been here since 1955. Been here through so much history. It's amazing. Uh, this show will be airing February 9th. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate your info. All right. All right, John, talk about... Uh, I think the most interesting thing that Dan talked about was the same recipe is being used here that was used uh, by the original owner in 1955. I mean, they have not even changed the recipe. Well, like we said, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. Yeah, that's true. Clearly, everything they're doing, they're getting way more right than wrong here. We use that phrase a lot. Yeah, sure, everybody's got a dish that maybe it didn't sell as well as they hoped. But clearly, this place is doing way, way more right than wrong. Um, we're sitting here now trying to shovel absolutely delicious. Um, they've got a board full of desserts that look delicious. If you're a sweet tooth person... I, I can take over that part. <laughs> and now I'll catch you on it. They've got, a, they've got a screen. You know, all the menus are on flat screens here. Flat screen full of desserts that look delicious. Um, they've got the specials every day. I'm looking at something right now. They do dollar dogs during. Um, oh, how about that? Dollar dogs during the sports game. Yep, during all the Philly team games. They got me coming back for sports now. Dollar hot dogs, dollar fifty yingling drafts. Uh, you know, honestly, that sounds like me spending about twenty five dollars in here, not counting my tip. But that's a great point. You can drink and eat for a good price. 
Well, and that's another thing we've talked about. A lot of the places we've talked about, I don't care if it's the Irish pub down in Atlantic City, I don't care if it's McGillan's we were out last week, I don't care if it's State 38. You can always find something, whatever your price point is. Right. Let's be honest, everybody's earnings are different, right? Um, but at your neighborhood place, they want to get as many people in the door as possible. So yeah, sure, maybe your neighborhood joint has got, you know, some kind of filet mignon burger or something like that. But they're always going to have something where, you know, even if it is just a dollar dog and a dollar fifty beer, you know, you can come in here, five bucks, that's a pretty good lunch to me. That is. That is. And Jim Hassan, let's talk about consistency in the restaurant business. Uh, how important is it to remain consistent like this? They're using the same recipe they've used since 1955. So one of the, earlier we talked about, you know, why places like... Applebee's and uh, Ruby Tuesday. Why, you know, why they're so popular? It's because you can go anywhere and you kind of know what you're going to get. But there's not a lot of creativity. There's not a lot of you know, heart that goes into that cooking. But it's the same. It's the same principle with a place like this. Now you have to get them in here the first time. But like once you're in here one time, you're going to get the same consistency here and that's you know that's what you're looking for exactly and let's talk about our show promotes season one wildfirepodcast.com you can listen uh our show really emphasizes family hashtag small business since the time we started the show and i don't know if you can epitomize hashtag small business than you can with a family-owned business that's been in business consistently since 1955 I don't oh, yeah. think no, you can't. And I very much meant that when I said it to Dan. This is what we're trying to. This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And this is a great example because you have a place that's sort of redefining restaurant pizzeria a little bit. I mean, they, he mentioned earlier they were the first place in the area that had tacos. Yeah. Now they're moving into barbecue chicken pizza and yeah. things that are popular in other parts of the country or. No, the one pizza he described would almost be, I know some people would consider it gourmet. You know what I mean? People would consider that uh, capicola, uh, you know, wine sauce, you know, garlic, sauté. You don't always see that at your local pizza shop. Maybe you should. I don't know. I'll just say this much. Everybody has to kind of live within themselves, but... This place isn't afraid to roll the dice. And yeah. So I was going to say, not everybody can do it. Yeah, no. can get away with it. This place is one of those yeah. I feel like they can. I mean, I'm sure this place has had things that maybe were not over. Right. But they're trying, and clearly, way more hits than misses here. Way more hits than misses. Yeah, well, I think when you see a business in business since 1955, they're doing yeah. something right. And I can tell you right now, this Stromboli. Probably why. Stromboli is very good. Yeah, and um, Jim Hassan, talk about the volume. I mean, this got to be difficult. Uh, but you would rather work in a higher volume, you said. Uh, most chefs would. I okay. Mean, uh, you just want to. You don't want to have like downtime when you're back in the kitchen. You want to always be doing something that not only it makes your day go quick. Makes your day go quicker. Okay. It's one of the bigger things. But, uh, Sometimes this time of year, I know the restaurant, you know, Grub House that I work now, we're a little slow, so you know there's a lot of downtime, and it's not, it's not. And to give you a plug, Jim Hassan is the grill master at Grub House Philly inside the Bourse Building, uh, down in uh, near Fifth Street, near yeah, across from the uh, yeah, across Liberty, Bell, Liberty Bell. Bell. Okay, John Cole, let's talk about how important it is 
to maintain excellence. I mean, these guys, if they would have slacked off just a little bit, they would have been out of it. Dan, Danny mentioned this, that yeah. there are places that being venerable isn't enough. Chris Mullen and McGillens mentioned it to us. I was speaking to Dominic over at the Irish pub. We'll get into that a little bit more later in the year. He talked about that. It's not enough to just be old. It's not enough to just open the door and say, hey, we've been here X number of years, X number of decades, A blink and A here. In 2020, this episode is being recorded end of January. That is not enough to guarantee your success because there's competition everywhere. Competition is super ruthless and aggressive. In many cases, the competition comes in the form of multi-million dollar corporations that are kind of looking to, you know, get even the little bit of piece of the pie you have. So you have to, have to always be flexible enough to see, hey, perfect example, 10 years ago, I don't know how many of us in the industry foresaw kale being a thing. Yeah. It was a vegetable, maybe used at this, that. If it didn't show up some week, okay, no worries. It's usually a garnish. <laughs> a garnish. Um... Now it seems like if you don't have something with kale on the menu, people look at you funny. Absolutely. Um, when I see people throwing deep fried kale on pizza, I think to myself, 10 years ago I'd have been like, no, 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 you don't yeah. do that. Call, but, call, call the culinary police. It's culinary police, <laughs> but the truth is people are ordering this. Nobody, no, first of all, nobody sets out to fail. And second of all, nobody puts stuff on a menu that's not going to sell. Right. Um, I've talked about this a bunch of times at both McGillan's and the Irish Pub in Atlantic City. I love liverwurst. I love I a do. liverwurst sandwich. The number of people eating liverwurst is getting smaller every day. Um, eventually, my guess is they'll have beyond liverwurst and I'll be done eating. Um, but the truth is, the reason most people don't carry things like liverwurst anymore is there's just no market for it. When you take a look at a place like this and you look at their menu, or speaking at it before online, and you look at their menu, they know they can only do so much stuff in a day, right? So everything on that menu has to hit. Right. And I think they've taken a really good look at what they've done. A guy like Danny's been here for decades, right? Amazing. He takes a look at what they're going to do, and he's like, okay, we're going to stay within ourselves, expand organically. You know, they didn't suddenly decide to put another slap, another 10,000 square feet on the building. They expanded organically. You've got a beer garden out there. You've got a deck upstairs. You've got private rooms for private events. Um, they're doing takeout, desserts. Uh, there's nothing that they haven't gotten their hands into in the culinary world, including, like, dollar dogs. I mean, yeah. you know, those people, people nationwide might not be... That here in this, here in the Philly, South Jersey, Atlantic City area, dollar dogs are like a big thing. Ball games on the TV, hot dogs are for a dollar. Sadly, I'm old enough to remember when they were two for a dollar. I'm still happy with dollar dog. <laughs> and in case you pushed your fast forward button on your iTunes player, uh, this is live show Pinocchio's 131 East Baltimore Avenue in Media, Pennsylvania. Been here since 1955. Amazing. So we're here. Uh, we're celebrating the birthday of our actor friend Peter DeFeo, and Peter DeFeo is celebrating his birthday. Peter, we want to say happy birthday and uh, talk to the audience. Hi. Have a good time. 
Jim Hassan, had, talk about some of the places you've worked at that you have a long history of. Uh, you worked at Grub House. Uh, you worked at Valenti's, uh, Valenti's right? Valenti's, yeah. Quit pointing out he can't hold a job, man. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, how comfortable is it as an employee to be at a place with a good reputation, long longevity, etc.? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't boast anything like 1955. Like this right, 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 right. Um, Grubhouse was around quite a while before... Um, right before you there. were, yeah. um, and it was a, I think it's, uh, other owners has had it even further in the past. It was more like a South Philly place. <coughs> yeah, <coughs> yeah, but um, that, 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 that's a help if you have a reputation. Reputation is important in, the, in in this business. So you're gonna have to edit out that spot where everybody took a bite at once. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'll tell you what, this stromboli is amazing. We're having a meatball stromboli. That is absolutely outstanding. Just from the taste of the stromboli, I know why they've been in business since 1955. I wanted to jump in there because um, I, I constantly am looking for you know the right basic slice of, of cheese pizza. And yep. I will say that um, this, this holds up. And um, the sauce, as you said, it's it's perfect. It's just sweet, just t- tart enough, you know. And then the grease level, because let's be honest, pizza yeah, always has right. grease. Yeah. Um, it's not overwhelmingly greasy where it's like dripping off. It's just like that perfect grease. If you want to dap, you know, your napkin and get it off, that's fine. But you know, for those of you who like that little fat fat level, it's perfect. And you know, it's a slice that's holding up on its own, so the, the dough itself is then cooked all the way through. It's a thin slice, and it's not like that floppy one. So it's you know, it's holding up on its own. And Sorry, they apologize. <laughs> and as I said, like it, it just it tastes delicious. That is fantastic. And the recipes used here, I want to make it very clear, started in 1955. The original owner, who was it's the same family, but he was a chef, and he brought his recipes here. And those recipes have not changed since 1955, which I find fascinating. And there's like a, because I grew up in Delco, there's two pizza places that everybody knows about. There's Pika's, which that's got some national news, and it's been, you know, okay. it's in Upper Darby. Um, and then there, Pinocchio's is another one. I didn't like Pika's growing up because they put the sauce on top. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was like, I don't know, as a kid, I just thought, I, as an adult, I have had it what since. What is that called, an upside-down pizza? Or? It's not really an upside-down, yeah. just, it's, just, it's just the style. They Interesting. The on top. I had a conversation once in Atlantic City with a place that does that. They specifically asked not for me to mention them because, <laughs> because they're not fans. They made that pretty clear, and that's fine, you don't have to love me. But I'll mention it anyway. There's a theory behind the sauce on top. I tend to not believe that theory, but in the pizza world, there's a theory on top where the cheese goes on the dough and the sauce is protecting the cheese. Everybody knows you kind of get the cheese, it gets bubbly and brown. To me, you want that. Mm-hmm. I like a slight little bit of char on your pizza. And the leopard, the leopard spots, too. Yeah, the leopard spots. But for some people, they think the sauce is protecting the cheese. Okay. I would suggest you go out there and try that. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I'd suggest you go out there and try that. Just like these people down, primarily in Delaware, they kind of do hoagies where the lettuce, tomatoes, onions, and peppers go on first, and then the meat sort of is like hiding it. Uh, okay. Um, I, I probably, uh, I did not make hoagies like that when I made hoagies growing up. Right. But, you know, try it. 
and see maybe, you know, maybe you like it. It's like, yeah. I had a listener recently tell me, oh, you guys kick around Chicago pizza. It's delicious. That's what I was going to say. Chicago does that with the salt. Like, yes. the cheese on the bottom, sauce on top. Oh, it's all right. And the deep I was, dish. The deep dish. I was at Lou Malnati's in 2018. Mark Malnati was there filming something for their YouTube channel. And he was very gracious with his time explaining how his father sort of, you know, came up with these ideas. Um, if you are listening to the Chicagoland area, listen away for a second. <laughs> but to us, it would be very strange. They take all the sausage out of its casing and they spread it over their pizza like almost like a pate of some sort. I was just going to ask. It's, it's, it's a little bit strange. Now, they say it's to ensure you get sausage in every bite. Uh, far be it for me to complain about sausage in every bite. I'm going to get the full one. But um, I, I think it's different. And that's sort of what this place, they're not afraid to be different. They're yeah. not afraid to take a swing at something, you know, and... Like again, Danny mentioned not to beat a dead horse here, but there are other places that didn't make it for whatever reasons. Yeah, and they probably had good food. You know, they had neighborhood fans, but they didn't make it. Obviously, they're doing something right here that other people couldn't follow through on, or whatever. That's actually a fantastic point. What do you think they're doing? I mean, it's it's interesting to me because you got all these people coming out. Jim just said you have new places up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a spot that's been here since 1955. I can tell you right now the Stromboli, the meatball Stromboli is excellent. But there has to be something else. Do you think it's the special? I, I think it's when it's the it's the idea of the family place. You know, yeah. Like, this is going to keep going because people who, who whose parents brought them here are bringing their kids here. So now the kids know this place. So the kids will grow up. They'll bring their kids here, and it's just gonna—it's like a cycle that's gonna keep, keep going. It's a family tradition, right? I think for me, if I had to attribute it to a single word, right, it would be balance. They've got equal measure of pride and ego. They've got equal measure of tradition, and let's try something new. When you hit that balance, you know they've got equal measure of this is a local joint, but they got 50 people on staff here. Danny said he's got what? They need it. Too. He's got 12, 13, 14 drivers zipping around on a that Friday night. That blew my mind. 14 drivers. <laughs> so they kind of hit the sweet spot, I guess we'd call it, between, yeah, sure, this is the same place your grandfather came to. I got a spaghetti meatballs or a stromboli. But this is also a place where, you know, I'm getting a chocolate cannoli cake. This is a place where I'm getting a meatball stromboli, where I'm getting that white pizza that he discussed before. Which um, I want. <laughs> barbecue chicken pizza. This is kind of one of those things that's up and down, back and forth. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Danny said, you, you know, that wasn't here 50 years ago. They had no problems taking a swing of barbecue pizza. And my guess is if they're selling it now, it's selling. Right. Yeah, definitely. And tacos. You said people didn't even know how to pronounce taco when they and came the, here. And the beer thing, too, I think. Uh, they, yep. they, they could have easily, because it's the grandfather's place, like we're only going to serve Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light. So Rock a, lot of places, a lot of places in <laughs> South Philly are still, you know, trying to like do the citywide. Yeah, and then they, you know, they don't like they're like a crap place open in South Philly, and they don't want it because it's not the exactly. Only That's a good point. But they, you know, they, they not only did they evolve, but like they like I like I said and Dan said, this is one of the first places that I remember, even in Philly, that that um, had craft beer. Craft beer. Yeah. And let we're down to our last ten minutes. I want to talk about the decor. 
I want to talk about, uh, we'll have Amaris talk about the decor. These are hand-carved Pinocchio. And it, describe what uh, scene it, it's from the movie, right? Yeah, it, they're, they're all scenes from the classic movie. Because, you know, Disney, of course, updates everything. So more than likely, there's an updated version of Pinocchio. But this is the original Pinocchio. So um, I don't know what all the scenes are, but I can tell you that you know, when he gets eaten by the whale, there's the, the hand carving. That's fantastic. There's him underwater, him playing pool with, I'm, I guess, um, I, I'm not quite sure who the other character but, is. But, but what's interesting, Peter, I believe, it's they're all handcrafted, right? Yeah, it, is that what he said? It looks like, Okay, yeah. somebody actually made these for him. And yeah, and, uh, you know, it took the painstaking time to, like, paint every single nook and cranny of everything. It's a so. cool style. You don't see this very often. No, this, you don't. This type of style of carving. And what I think, I think that attracts the, the kids. There's tons of kids here, and I think that is why you should bring your kids Honestly, here. I've come here a lot, but I've never been in this room. I've never seen some of these carvings before. It's pretty cool. It's outrageous. It is absolutely, the talent to do that is amazing. Uh, once again, we're doing a live show. From Pinocchio's 131 East Baltimore Avenue in Media, Pennsylvania. The heart uh, of Delco. The heart of Delco. Uh, very easily to get here. I want to make that point. You can get here by the train, buses, and trolley. So if you're living in Philly and you're like, wow, that they, they really described that Stromboli pretty good. It's accessible by three, it's accessible by three different modes of transportation. When I leave here and go back to Philly by bus, I'm literally going to walk to the train and take it down to Center City. So it's very accessible to get here. John, talk about how important it is, uh, you know, that, that the family aspect of this. It's a, it's a nice family feel. It's been in the same family for Anyone decades. who's ever worked with family knows it's a mixed blessing. Um, <laughs> however, at the end of the day... Just like anything else, you find a way to make it work or you don't. We've all been party to stories where brothers go to court over a restaurant or parents get sued by their kids over a restaurant or whatever. And clearly that's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario, and we've seen it with several of the places we visited, the business is able to change hands from generation to generation, maybe not directly or indirectly. Sometimes there's a step to the right or left on the family tree. But essentially, the, the, the founding family is still represented in the business when they unlock the door in the morning and turn the lights on. And that's what you're seeing here. There's a certain magic, for lack of a better word, there's a certain quality to that that you cannot replicate. I don't care if a company spends, you know, big corporations spend a million dollars to get the place open. Uh, I don't care if they put a casino and a restaurant on a space shuttle around the moon. There's certain things about you go in here. Oh, you know what? My grandfather owned this place. He came back from World War II, took his GI Bill, got some money, opened this joint. You know, then my, my dad took it over. I'm running it. You know, turns out the guy's daughter is over at the register. You know what I mean? Three, four generations later, they're still doing the same thing. There was a time, I'm old enough to remember where there was a time that wasn't a good thing. Back in the go, go, go 80s, everybody wanted to be on Wall Street, Gordon Gecko, three-piece suits, uh, style over substance. I think by the time you got to the 90s, you started to realize, that's not that great. It's not that great to, you know, oh, I couldn't wait to get out of my hometown. Really? 
you know, oh, I couldn't wait to never go back to that deli again. Really? Why? Yeah. Um, and I think when you get that sort of groove with your community, with your town, with your people, you can't touch it. He talked about it before. The power goes out. There's a blizzard. They're here feeding people. They have a generator. They have a generator. Yeah. They're here feeding people, right? Uh, bad news. Something happens. Right. I guarantee you, and I don't mean this in a positive way, but I guarantee you, 9-11, there's probably a ton of people here because they wanted to be with their friends and neighbors. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? They didn't want to sit at home and watch these horrible images. They did it for a while. Right. And then eventually they said, you know what? Turn in the kid, get your coat on, and they wanted to get out of the house and be somewhere where people were. Yeah. So they could sort of be self-supporting, reassuring, and that's exactly the kind of place this is. And we are down to our last five minutes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go around the table, and we want you to give your final thoughts on Pinocchio's 131 East Baltimore Avenue in Media, Pennsylvania. Uh, John Cole? I'll keep my Final thoughts. words. I'll keep my thoughts short because... Jim, this is Jim's backyard. Yeah. Come over here to eat. If you're anywhere within 50 miles of this place, walk if you have to. Right. Jim Hassan. Yeah, I was when I heard that we were doing it here. I was really excited because I, it's one of my favorite places in Delco and you know, around Philly in general. Um, if I if I ever you know, have a friend like we want to meet somewhere, uh, it's always it's always uh, Pinocchio's because uh, I know oh, that, that? I, I know that. It's, it's near where I live, and I know that we're going to get a good meal and be treated well here. So it's, it's uh, definitely a great spot. And I was actually, I mean, like I said, I've learned some new things just by coming here tonight. I've been coming here for That's the purpose of these shows. I'm glad you said yeah. that, Jim, because that's the purpose of these shows. Our McGillan show is going to be fabulous. That's next Sunday. Uh, Peter DeFeo, we want to thank you for getting us the gig. Uh, Peter DeFeo, happy birthday. Final thoughts. Well, you know, there's one thing we missed. Media is one of the cleanest, coolest towns you've ever been in. And it is the county seat of Delaware County. You said this, it is the heart of Delaware County. It is. It really is the heart of Delaware County. Okay, and we want to thank you, Peter, for booking us here and getting us the gig here. This, this was fabulous. Our show has been hashtag small business since the day we started. Nothing says hashtag small business than a family-owned business since 1955. Amrus? Um, I just I want to mention the fact that it is as busy as it is. So, you know, clearly locals know that this is a place that you can get good food at a good price. And there's lots of family that, you know, come here. So it's they, a Thursday night, too. So. Yeah, yeah, right. it's a exactly. Thursday night, which is not a typical night to, yeah. to go out. So, you know, it, it bodes well, you know, that people are out here, you know, getting food, enjoying themselves. You know, they have TVs everywhere too, so if you if you want to bring your whole family and then watch a sports game, you can. As they said, as we mentioned earlier, there's the dollar dog. Yeah. So absolutely. It's, it seems like a really awesome place to uh, to have as a local spot. And I really want to thank Dan McKenna, the manager. Uh, Dan spent a half hour with us. This place is booming. So for him to be able to spend a half hour for our show, we want to thank him very much. This was a city, 700 people walking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This was a great place because I, I'm doing the, the wing bowl tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Stretch my stomach. And I'll be there 7 a.m. Uh, but I just want to let everyone know, I want to thank everyone around the country for listening to these shows. Our live shows from restaurants have been a humongous success. Our live show from JR's is in our top 10 all-time listen-to shows. 
Our live show from South House is also number four most listened to show ever. So I want to thank everyone for supporting the live shows. Keep in mind, we're going to do these live shows to teach people in the local area about family-run businesses that have been around for years. Uh, McGillan's perfect example. Uh, this is a perfect example. So we want to thank you for joining us. Once again, every Sunday night, check your podcast uh, platform because we have a new show every Sunday night. Thank you, everybody. Stay hungry, everyone. <laughs>